We're midway through 2020. However, it seems as if the year never even truly caught steam. During this pandemic, our cocoon of perfectly crafted schedules, routines and plans has given way to uncertainties and insecurities, although not without a sprinkling of hope and this desire to make lemonade. Through this series, we'll take you on a journey through the hearts and the minds of people around the world and their unique experiences of living in a lockdown planet. I'm your presenter, Shagun Trisal, and this is Letters from the Lockdown. In this episode, we're going to hear from a young achiever who had been struggling with her mental health but found happiness again during the lockdown. A design professional shares how his perceptions and of those around him are constantly evolving during this period. And our featured guest, Devika Narayan, talks to us about unwinding, healing and sustainability in life and at work. Finally, stick around for today's featured music. Our first letter of the episode is from Bhumika Segal. Bhumika is an ex-corporate rat who's on an entrepreneurial journey. She's currently lost in transit, but is locked in in Mumbai with her full Dramebaaz family. 2020. I was so happy to start this year. I knew in my gut that this was going to be my year. If someone had a bird's eye view about my life, it would have looked something like this. Bhumika has a great job, is working for one of the big four, and even has a great boss. Definitely a rare occurrence. She has moved into a cozy little apartment filled with all her favorite things she's collected from her many travels. She's even dating this great guy, has amazing friends who look after her, and her life seems close to perfect. The truth is, I was suffering from panic attacks and anxiety. It was a struggle to get out of the bed every single day. I used to come back to my apartment and have no one to tell how my day was. I'd go to work, smile and laugh, but feel extremely awful inside and would pray every day to keep myself distracted and not have constant bouts of anxiety. I've lived away from my family for close to 15 years, and for the first time, my independence was beginning to make me feel claustrophobic. After a few breakdowns in front of my family, I finally managed to say out loud what I was really afraid to say. Mom, I'm not happy. I want to come home. Unhappiness is probably one of the most difficult things to really admit to. We tend to take our own happiness so for granted because we're hell-bent on telling ourselves that everything is okay. But the truth is far from it, isn't it? The lockdown gave me the opportunity to come back home and stay close to my family. It gave me the chance to talk to those people who genuinely loved me and were so happy to have me around. I live off of that energy now. They have given me immense strength to keep fighting for them and for myself and I managed to let go of everything that was not making me happy, including the big fancy corporate job. I remember wanting to be a CEO by the time I was 30. But now, in this lockdown, I have started my own design company, and I am a CEO at 29. My happiness and the power to achieve my dream is all in my hands, and this lockdown gave me that. 2020 will forever be my year. It brought me, me. This letter was read by Furkan Latif Khan. Mental health has been a recurring theme in our letters. While many contributors have addressed it directly, several others have mentioned it in passing while talking about their lockdown experiences. However, the world has still largely been hush-hush about it. And it wasn't until the death of a celebrity that people started posting about it on their social media feeds, but that too faded into oblivion quickly. 
Many people, and not just in our parents' generation, still talk about mental health with some naivety. Oh, think of happy things. Stop being sad all the time. And worse, I can't listen to you always cribbing about things. While Bhumika was brave enough to accept that she was unhappy and tell her parents in exactly those words, not everyone has the heart and the courage to do so. Devideep Chaturvedi, who's been struggling with his mental health for a couple of years now, says that he often stays up at night to write poetry on social media to express sadness, anxiety and insecurities in the hope that someone will reach out to help him. But when they do reach out, he pretends to be fine because he fears judgement in their eyes. Divyadeep leaves us with an important message. We might not always know when our friends are suffering. As a generation, do we really wait for a response after we ask, hey, what's up? Going forward, we should strive to take our eyes off our screens and actually look into the eyes of the person we're talking to. Instead of sending likes on their stories and posts, we should probably just call up to say hello. Basically, it would serve us well if we dug deep into our friends' state of mind rather than exploring relationships superficially. Speaking of ever-evolving relationships, the next letter is from Lakshman. Lakshman is locked in, alone, in a small town in India. A designer by profession, he says that if he had stated anything more about himself, it would have been too easy to identify him. Ah, the mundane life of the privileged. As I write this, I seem to have misplaced my phone or have probably kept it somewhere and can't recall. But with so many virtual friends in my life, I'm sure I will get a notification soon and will be able to locate my phone, only to re-engage myself in the vicious circle of consumerism. I'm quarantined alone in my parents' house. The apartment is well ventilated. The daily dose of sunshine has kept me sane and alive. And I have been contemplating, rather dreaming, a lot about the future. How am I going to prosper and travel to far-off places on my bucket list? I prefer the outdoors. I practice design professionally and this lockdown has really helped me to further develop my style. In fact, I have learned more about design in the past 75 days than I did in the four years of my formal education at a design school. Back then, I could hardly ever make it to class. In case there are any kids listening to this, bunking classes is not always a good idea. People have been smoking up a lot in this lockdown to keep themselves delusional about reality, I suppose. My uncle was visiting me the other day just to check up on me. He walked in on me while I was vaping. His sons are quite young. The younger one sniffing the air asked, What's that smell, bhaiya? Later, without interrogation or intervention, my uncle suggested, Bathroom ka exhaust on kar liya karo. Guess they really think I'm an adult now. I'm in my mid-twenties, by the way. Oh, and my ex slept with her student. She's an assistant professor. And I confronted her recently about it. I used to really admire her and look up to her. And it all came crashing down. Ethics seem to have been quarantined during this lockdown too. Meanwhile, I've been redecorating the house. Mom will love the new vibe when she returns home after the lockdown. I have now successfully kept the house clean for over 100 days without a house help. This will be by far my biggest achievement in the eyes of my family. Life has never been so mundane. But for the first time, I'm not restless. The lockdown has finally taught me patience. Washing dishes, mopping and sweeping the house. Making a different dish for every meal of the week. And well, surviving a pandemic. 
lockdown has provided me with a great opportunity to work on myself, to practice a more fulfilling life. And I still can't find my phone. Seems like all my friends are having a dull day today. Or maybe that's how it's going to be from now on. This letter was read by Vijdan Saleem. Vijdan is a well-known voice in Kashmir where he's a radio jockey with Mirchi 98.3. While for a lot of people this lockdown has been about finding new things to do, new things to create, new things to cook and new things to learn, for a lot of others this lockdown has been about plain mundane things. And it's okay if you haven't learned anything new. Sometimes all we need is to do nothing to help ourselves recharge and keep going. And as we live this mundane life, Anuragini Pandey makes an interesting point. She says that there is an innate need of normalcy for all of us. And although we want to go back to where we were before the lockdown, we also don't. As much as we'd like things to be the same as they were, we also want them to be different in some way or the other. And although we want to return to normalcy, we know deep down that our journey won't be a return so much as a departure from where we were over 3 months ago. Speaking of embracing this new normal, our final letter of the day is from Devika Narayan. Devika is the founder and creative director of Devika Narayan and Company and has spent over a decade at the forefront of luxury wedding design. She is known to create some of the most influential weddings in the subcontinent, including the secret and dreamy wedding of Bollywood actress Anushka Sharma and Indian cricketer Virat Kohli. Devika says a multi-layered, sensory, sustainable experience is at the center of her design approach. She is locked in with her husband, dog and plants in Mumbai. I've fallen into a schedule of a life I believed was impossible for me to live. The days start later than usual, um something that doesn't bother me all that much. A glass of warm water with honey and a few drops of lemon is followed by a crisp cup of coffee and I sit and admire my newly acquired plants. The next few hours are spent watering them, cleaning, feeding my sado starter, and pottering about the house in an almost ritualistic sort of way. By early afternoon, I am on my desk, and it is here that it finds me today, completing over a hundred days in this lockdown. There is a lot of talk of the normal, old, new, and the one we all seem to want to go back to. This time at home has given me the time to think about not just how life has been so far. but how i would like it to be i believe the things we are spending time on now will define what we spend our time on post the virus while what is happening in the world is heartbreaking this time at home has brought with it so many unexpected joys i love that conversations are back i don't care much for video calls and such but i love that you can just pick up the phone and call whomever you want to just to chat without worrying about them being busy <laughs> Families and friends are essential again and never again will we take the ability to meet and interact with others lightly. This pandemic forced sabbatical has allowed us all time to both intro and extrospect and think about ourselves in relation to the world we live in. There is no doubt that COVID-19 is a product of uncontrolled human activities. And in this span of a hundred days, we have already seen everything from fires to cyclones and locusts. What started as a curious pursuit has become a full-fledged obsession with sustainability and climate change for me. And I know for certain I need to engage with these ideas more. The time for change in our lives is now, and it all truly begins with small steps of conservation, reuse, and creating your own resources. 
If there is one thing I can take away from this time, it will be our need to treat ourselves and our planet better. I have been blessed to have more than I need. And for me, the past few months have been a welcome pause to a rather hectic work and home life. This has truly been a time of healing, not just for my body, but also my soul. I have filled my days with things that were always reserved for another day, like reading, developing a routine, eating, and sleeping better, and on days just doing nothing. It is hard to be inspired in times like these, but there has never been a better time to heal yourself and allow for change to happen. Coming to work the past three months have been the alternate universe we always spoke about. The worst case scenario in anyone's dream plan. A Black Mirror episode. The cog of uncertainty. And one our lives and businesses should have been prepared for. The one thing we do know for certain is that the way we live and work is going to change. And so will the way we celebrate and view celebrations. The wedding evolution that we are entering is almost a sort of a revolution that will require all of us to question the very things that felt normal till a hundred days ago. It's creeping in slowly, like designers matching face masks to lehengas, the slow demise of lip colour, beautiful sanitizer bottles and intimate guest lists. But it's the larger picture that thrills me. Locally sourced, India proud, craft and art-centric weddings that celebrate the spirit of India and bring back that element of fun that has always been associated with weddings. I won't lie, I'm a bit undecided on how I will feel once this time has passed. I know for certain, we will find a way to romanticize this period and think of it as one that helped us heal and evolve. But let us also remember what forced us to be at home and what has happened in the world while we have been here for that alone will define the decisions we take in times to come. I hope to see everyone hearing this on the other side in a brave new world. This letter was read by Archita Trisal. I'm sure Devika is not the only one who's feeling undecided about how this time has passed and how she wants to deal with what's to come post-lockdown. Haven't we all thought about the new normal? Haven't we all thought about how some of our actions were so selfish? some of our shopping sprees so futile, and some of our plans so unnecessary. And yet, we went about it, without blinking an eye or thinking twice, until we were locked down with bare essentials and a hope to be out of this soon. That's exactly what AB Positive is hoping for too. She was supposed to get married this year. She writes that although she never wanted a grand wedding, she did want all her family and friends scattered around the world to at least have the option to gather under the same roof to celebrate the wedding of their loved one. Well, whether it's a big fat Indian wedding or a humble ceremony with close friends and family around, weddings truly are a great excuse to rejoice as a family. Before moving on to the final segment of the episode, a quick shout out to Udita Chaturvedi, the producer of the show, to Payal Rathor, the audio engineer of the show, to Nishant Nagar for the theme track and to all the voice artists who helped us lend authenticity to these letters. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to our podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Letters from the Lockdown. Or drop us your feedback, comments and suggestions at lettersfromthelockdown at gmail.com. And with that, we bring you the featured music of the episode. Today's Feast for the Ears comes from Raghav Miatl, a Mumbai-based singer-songwriter. He describes his music as vocal first, with great attention paid to lyrics and melodies, and the core of his music lies in the acoustic guitar. 
His debut album, Songs from a Matchbox, released in 2018, was listed as one of the top albums of that year by Rolling Stone India. The video of the track we're about to play for you, Raghav says, is a tribute to Bombay, the hustle, bustle, grime and dust of the day, in contrast to the calm and emptiness of the night. I was privileged enough to get a private viewing of the almost final draft of the music video while Raghav and I both waited to board our respective flights at the Bombay airport early this year. Raghav has also been hosting late night conversations on his Instagram page where artists of all types showcase their works to a really supportive and engaged live audience. You can check his music out on your preferred platform and follow him on Instagram at Raghav Miatl. Our featured music of the day comes from Raghav Miatl with his track City Life. I'm Shagun Trisal. You've been listening to Letters from the Lockdown. I claim to be this person not selfish, not greedy. Well, that's not me. It's hard to be. I hate to be mistaken for someone not needy. Well, that's just me. It's hard to see. I close my eyes. Bold called city life I wonder why we live here and why we haven't left I close my eyes in narrow lanes and pigsty I wonder why I can't see the sky and all the stars While we all chase the love, we all chase the cars We all chase the good life with broken hearts I can sing to the clouds, sing to the rain It won't mean a thing in these back 